The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How am I doing now? I'm trying to quit smoking. Um, so I'm getting a little bit frustrated at pretty much goddamn everything. Not the Montreal Canadiens, though. Even though they lose yet another preseason game, this time by a score of 4-3 to three to the Ottawa Senators in Gander, Newfoundland. Hello and welcome to another special preseason episode of the uh, Bottom Six Penis Podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake. And uh, obviously, quitting smoking has my tongue tied as well. Um, yeah, that's another loss. What, seven straight losses in the preseason? And I mean, <clears throat> I don't think that they've ever gone un- like winless in the preseason before. Um, so this could spell very bad things for the season. But, you know, like I've been saying, right? What are we talking about? We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. And we got to talk about what we learned. But first... Let's do a quick recap because there was uh, some some interesting things that happened in that game at the very least, um, not least of which was the broadcast itself. I mean, they're playing a game in Gander, Newfoundland, and clearly the cameras were not very well positioned, so it was kind of tough to get highlights um, for a lot of things. Like there was a couple of hits that they completely missed. Um, the only broadcast team that was there was TVA. Apparently, the English media was like, "Fuck this, we're not going," um, which I don't know what that says about them. But whatever, doesn't matter. I watched it on TVA, and I enjoyed that game quite a bit, actually. Uh, it started off pretty terribly, <laughs> quite terribly. Uh, the the Sens got a goal, I think, a minute in, maybe less than that. Um, Cole Caulfield was trying, or no, it was Rem Pitlick. It was not Cole Caulfield. He was trying an exit pass, right, on the boards. He's coming up the half wall, throws it into the middle, and David Savard, for whatever reason, just overskates it, tries to reach for it instead of adjusting. Uh, it gets taken by Tim Stutzel. Tim Stutzel feeds Drake Batherson in front, and it's one nothing for the Ottawa Senators very, very early in this one. Still in the first half of that frame, uh, Brady Kachuk with a weak shot from the left side. He's coming in on the left, uh, just shoots it low, and goes right through the wickets on Caden Primo, uh, one that he absolutely has to stop if he has any plans on playing NHL games this season. Uh, he does not, goes through the wickets, makes it 2 to nothing for the Senators. But later on in that play, a little bit of sloppy play in the Senators' zone. Puck gets back to Caden Gooley at the point. He just throws a perfect snapshot on goal. Up high, absolute laser beam, snipe to make it 2-1. to one. That is Caden Gooley's favorite weapon from the point, by the way, folks. A lot of people like to make the comparison between him and Shea Weber. He favors that quick release at the point more so than a big clapper. Um, and he doesn't have the velocity on his clapper that a Shea Weber does, but he does have very good re- velocity on his snapshot and on his wrist shot, and he uses it, and it works well, and we saw it right there to make it 2-1 to one in that game. 
Habs in the end of the second period. They get a power play early on after a great net drive by Uri Slavkovsky. I mean, he drove the net. He got fouled at least twice on the way in there. They only called one, uh, but he still managed to get a pass across to Josh Anderson. Josh Anderson just couldn't put it in. So they go to the power play, and Kirby Dock, just Johnny on the spot, absolute perfect positioning. Brendan Gallagher fires it over to him on the back door, and he puts it in, makes it 2-2. Two to two. Unfortunately, not long after that. Caden Gooley uh, trips up Tim Stutzel on a breakaway. A lot of people thought that was some embellishment. I thought that one was a pretty clear can opener, so I understood the call. However, it was curious to me how Uri Slavkowski did not get a penalty shot, given that he was also taken down on a break. But I digress. Stutzel gets a penalty shot. He beats Primo on the blocker side. That makes it 3-2 to two for the Senators. So we go into the third period, about midway through that period. You know, it's pretty back and forth in the period, but Claude Giroux just comes in on the right wing, fires a shot to the far side, beats Caden Primo, another bad goal. I know it's Claude Giroux shooting. I know he's a good player. I know he has a good shot, but you got to make that save. You got to make that save. There's no way that a player should beat you from there to the far side. You should be upright. You should be able to stop that. I know that's easy for me to say sitting on my armchair in my office. um, And I'm not an NHL goaltender. But you know what? I've watched enough hockey uh, to know that good goaltenders make that save. NHL goaltenders make that save. So that's two goals in that game where Caden Primo should not have been beat and was beat. But again, I digress. Score is now 4-2 to for the Ottawa Senators. And the Montreal Canadiens, one more time, try to mount themselves a little bit of a comeback. Josh Anderson gets probably the greasiest goal that he's going to get all season. Just kind of throws one towards the net. I think it took a ricochet off of a Sens defenseman and then gets through the wickets, makes it 4-3 to three for the Montreal Canadiens. But that's all she wrote. That's as far as they could get. Josh Anderson ended up getting a penalty uh, later on in the third period, a four-minute penalty. Uh, a real bullshit penalty, by the way, because he just finished his check on Tim Stutzel. It was a clean hit. The TVA broadcast thought he cross-checked him in the face, but I have the highlight on my Twitter. You can go take a look at it if you want. It was just him finishing his check. He did have his stick up, so I understand why the ref made the call. But at the same time, you, you got to look at it and you got to say, well, you know what? He's just stronger than Tim Stutzel, and Tim Stutzel likes to dive a lot. So there could have been some embellishment there, but I'm again giving him the benefit of the doubt because Josh Anderson is a very strong player. And then Brady Kachuk comes over, and I guess Anderson got an extra deuce for grabbing Brady Kachuk. Brady Kachuk wanted absolutely no part of Josh Anderson in a fight, which is strange because after that, he was jawjacking with Arbor Jackeye. And let me tell you, if you're not willing to fight Josh Anderson, you absolutely do not want to fight Arbor Jackeye. I personally would probably fight Josh Anderson. If he really was mad at me and wanted to fight me, I'd probably take that fight. I think I could maybe win. Um, I, I'm not trying whatsoever to piss off Arbor Jackeye, however. I'm a pretty big guy. Arbor Jackeye's a giant. He would fuck me up, and he would absolutely fuck up Brady Kachuk. You were sitting there declining a fight, basically grabbing Josh Anderson because he hit uh, Tim Stutzel, and then you basically decline that fight, but then you're going to go and you're going to run your mouth to Arbor Jackeye. Arbor Jackeye, who, by the way, got in another fight against the Sens in this game, but against Austin Watson, and pretty much beat the brakes off him. Austin Watson was just holding on for dear life. Arbor Jackeye gets the left hand loose and just starts cranking him with it before the refs come in. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brady Kachuk fighting Arbor Jackeye would be a very horrible idea for his career. 
Um, maybe not for his career, but at least for a couple of weeks because that's going to be a painful one. I digress once more. How many times am I going to get sidetracked here? What do we got to talk about after these games? We got to talk about what did we learn? What did we learn? Now, my player of the game, my silver lining of that game, Kirby Doc. Kirby Doc was magnificent. Uh, that was definitely his best game in a Montreal Canadiens uniform so far. And that's saying something because he's actually been quite good throughout the course of the preseason. I tweeted it out, and I really think this reclamation project that Kent Hughes decided to take on, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks decided they were done with him. They were willing to give him up for a lower pick than what they used to get him in the first place. And this guy looks like he's ready and raring to go. I am excited to see him in the regular season. He had a rush at one point where he absolutely dog-walked two Sens defensemen, one of them being Jake Sanderson, who they believe to be the next great thing on the blue line, and then got it over to Christian Dvorak and he missed a wide-open net. I mean, his line mates aren't going to miss wide-open nets like that all season. He's going to end up having a great year. Um, They've got him on a pretty good bridge deal right now. I, I like the deal that he's on. Um, I like his compete level so far in these preseason games. I feel like he's gotten better as the games have gone on. And he's got really good puck protection. Hands that allow him to walk defenders like that. He's going to have a good year. I feel it. I feel it. And I think that he's going to be a big part of this rebuild. I do not see him being a guy that they move at the deadline. I think he's somebody that they probably look to hold on to and look to turn into potentially a a second-line center. I really do think that he's got that potential. I wasn't so sure about the trade when they did it, right? When they did it, you know, losing Alexander Romanov wasn't such a big deal because you knew you had Caden Gooley coming, Arbor Jackai coming. Um, you got Jordan Harris that looks like he's pretty much ready to play as well. Like we, we had space to get rid of a defenseman. That's what they did. My only question was, should they have kept the pick instead? They moved the pick for Doc, and you know what? Early returns on Doc suggested it was the right move. Loved his game last night. Can't wait to see him in the regular season. Uh, Can't wait to see who they actually line him up with on a regular basis. I really think that he could be a legitimate two-center for this team. And then we got to talk about uh, Uri Slavkovsky. Man, another really solid game from him. He was skating with Josh Anderson. Those two are fun together. Just two big bodies that skate fast, you know, protect the puck well. They're hard to separate from it. Um, Slavkovsky had a number of really interesting plays. He created a lot of scoring chances that just didn't get cashed in. This very well could have been a win for the Montreal Canadiens if they cashed in on everything or even 50% of what Uri Slavkovsky created because he created, you know, I want to say four good scoring chances. You cash in on 50% of those, you win that game, right? I don't know what the best move is with Uri Slavkovsky at this point. I've been waffling back and forth on it. Like, you can send him to Laval. I think it's warranted to give him some time there. I think he would benefit from it. But at the same time, you see flashes in these games of a player who's legitimately ready for NHL action. So I think you, you got to look at it this way. He's he's ready to play in the NHL. You have to decide, is it the right idea to put him in the NHL? Because being capable of playing NHL games is different than being ready to really contribute at the NHL level. I think that's the question. And I think that question is going to take a little bit more time to answer. So at this point, I'm willing to say I would start him in the NHL, but give him a little bit of sheltered minutes, right? Give him the right line mates, give him a little bit of sheltered minutes. Let's ease him into this thing. Let's not put him right to the top line. We saw him on the top line with Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki. He didn't look bad, but he also didn't look ready. So don't start him there. 
Let's start them a little bit further down. Maybe we start them on the third line. Maybe we put them with Josh Anderson. Maybe we give them Jake Evans as a center to carry some of that defensive responsibility. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. But let's give him, I don't know, five to ten games. See where he's at. If we don't like what we see, let's put him down in Laval. I'm talking about this like I actually have a say in it. (laughs) I probably sound like a fucking moron to half the people listening. But that's what I think. I think we give him 5 to 10. We see where he's at. We send him down. I think that's the best thing to do. I don't know what they're going to do. I guess we're going to have to wait and see. But um, really liked his game against the Senators in Newfoundland. Um, Not sure if he's going to play on Saturday or not, but I think odds are that he will. And we'll see. If he can do that again, then he just bolsters my point right there that you know we should start him in the NHL and, and see where he's at. And now, last but certainly not least, i got to talk about our two defensemen there, Arbor Jackye and Caden Gooley. Um, I guess I can throw some other names in there as well, but really I want to talk about those two because I think they're the guys that stand the best chance of, of making the team at this point. Uh, Otto Leskinen, he had a couple of brain farts, so I'm, I'm not so sure. I think he probably is going to end up starting Laval. Um Justin Barron, I'm still really not sold on him. Uh, he had a couple of good plays in the game. But Arbor Jacka and Caden Gooley, they are doing things that show that they can play in the NHL. They are also making some mistakes, right? Caden Gooley had one. You know, but he's had a couple of flubs in the last couple of games. And these are growing pains. We're going to have to expect those if they start in the NHL. And I think they will both start in the NHL. Gooley's offensive abilities are really showing. And I think... Part of the problem with him is that he, back in the past in the WHL, he had had some issues with when he gets the puck under pressure, he would struggle to figure out the right play. But as he got more and more games in the WHL, like throughout the course of last year, that went away completely. The same thing will happen with him in the NHL. He's not going to have those same brain farts after 20, 30, 40 games. I don't know how long exactly it'll take, but I can tell you from having watched him in junior, I believe that he will get those things out of his game faster than you think. Now, that brings me to Arbor Jacki. Arbor Jacki has pro size, pro compete. He fights. He hits. He plays a punishing defensive game. And yes, he also makes some mistakes. But he's also capable of way more than we believe at this point. Than most people believe at this point, anyways. I mean, he took a penalty in that game. It was a hooking penalty. I think it was a hook. Anyways. But it took away a scoring chance. It was a vet move. That's a vet move to take that penalty. I have said multiple times in this podcast, the number one thing that will hold him back is that sometimes he takes dumb penalties. That was not a dumb penalty. Not at all. The fight that he got in was not a dumb fight. Austin Watson threw a hit um, on Kirby Dock when he didn't have the puck. Right? Arbor Jacki goes over, introduces himself, gives him the business. I know that a lot of people don't love fighting in hockey, but you know what? Until and unless it gets completely banned, it's necessary because you're going to have guys like Austin Watson that'll take a shot at one of your players, right? Austin Watson is a nobody. He's a grocery stick. Kirby Doc is an important player for the Montreal Canadiens. Arbor Jacki went over and let him know precisely that. You don't be going out and hitting important players for us because you're a fucking grocery stick. So sit down, shut up, and, you know, move players along on the bench open the door and close it for them you know and if you don't want to do that we can fight and you can sit in the box for five minutes i mean i i I love watching this guy i love the physicality and he does have that offensive element as well he's doing very well at moving the puck um you take a look at the stats 
throughout the preseason so far. I know you don't want to read too much into stats in the preseason, but Arbor Jacka is one of the best players on the on the team in terms of expected goals for. <laughs> the proof's in the pudding, man. This guy deserves a shot at the NHL. I think Gooley deserves a shot too. And out of all of the defensemen that they skated last night, I felt like those two were the best. And David Savard was out there, and he's a shoe-in for the NHL. They're both, in my opinion, better than him. So I would give them both a look at the NHL as well. I'm excited to see it. You know, I'm excited for the Montreal Canadiens to be able to work out all their kinks with young players and have a guy like Arbor Jacki there to be the sheriff, man, and to let everybody know you're not going to be fucking around with our young players. You're not going to be fucking around at all. And if you do, you're going to find out. I'm going to cut it off there because I think that's, I feel like that's a good spot to end it. Uh, we're running what? We're running over 16 minutes today. So, um, thank you as always for listening. We will be back after Saturday's game with another episode. And after that, we are on to the regular season, folks. So the games are going to start to matter and I might get more worked up about them, especially as I continue to quit smoking. We'll see what that does to my overall mood as I'm watching loss after loss. But you know what? Maybe they'll mix in a couple of wins. Maybe they'll surprise us. Who knows? Anyways, we're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I'd appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And of course, à la prochaine.